Hello, 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 everybody. What's up? Welcome to the Nate Echoes podcast. I am Nate, and this is a podcast where I get to talk about things that are on my mind. I pick a question or a topic and I, that I have heard, and I echo it back to you in hopes to inspire and encourage you. Interesting questions inspire people, so let's see what happens. This is episode 012, Left-Handed Jelly. Do you remember organizing things as a kid? I do, and I absolutely loved it. I loved organizing things. Now, I want to preface this by saying I was not the organizational kid. Still not the organizational person, right? If you've ever been into my office or anything like that, it doesn't look like things are organized. But I have a system to where I know where things typically are, right? Or I know where I put them last. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about binders and you know things like that. I'm talking about like organizing your area, organizing stuff. I, I loved to reorganize things. I loved to, I remember as a kid, uh, you know, I, I'd reorganize my closet. Um, I loved organizing backpacks. Like I get a new backpack, like my everyday carry kind of stuff. And I still love this kind of stuff, but I'll get a new backpack or something for work or, you know, whatever it is. And then I take everything out and then try to figure out the most efficient place for it. Now where I'm terrible and I say terrible, where I'm terrible at is finding the thing and then sticking with the process, okay? Um, but I remember, uh, as I was thinking about this, one of the the funniest memories that I have was organizing in my Nintendo 64 controller set. I got a Nintendo 64 control, you know, video game system, and it was the first video game system we had in our house other than a Game Boy. I had a Game Boy, and that was super easy, organized, compact, battery-operated, all that fun stuff. However, we only had one TV in our house growing up. I know, crazy. Um, most of my friends had a TV in their room. That's where their video game stuff was kept. And now I know why. is because their parents didn't want their video game stuff out in the main area, in the main living room. So they would keep it back in their room. We didn't have that. I wasn't allowed to have a TV in my room. We had one TV in the house. And therefore, whenever I spent my birthday money and bought... Um, my Nintendo 64 off a buddy of mine because he got the new PlayStation, it was a big deal. And I remember the battle with my parents trying to keep everything put out away enough. We didn't have this huge entertainment system or anything like that, but everything that we did have, uh, VHS, all of our all of our VHSs or VCRs, um, I DVD, yeah, we had a DVD player, we had a record player also, we had a CD player, we had a tape cassette, you know, we had all of these things in this small entertainment center. And trying to figure out where I could put the Nintendo 64 stuff along with all four controllers and all of my games to where all the cords were run back out of the way and everything like that was a constant battle, and I loved doing it. I'd love going over and saying, okay, now where am I going to put this stuff? The problem was as soon as I used it, you know, I'd run the cords behind behind the tape deck and, you know, up, up in the back of the TV and all that fun stuff, and then I'd wrap the cords up. I used to use the X-wing wrap, right, where you wrap it around and around, and the, the wires cross the start button. It was super fun. 
Um, some of you are laughing right now because you know exactly what I'm talking about, and I love you for it. And the rest of you are like, "What? why did your controllers have wires on them? That's terrible. Um, you just weren't born early enough, people. I'm sorry. Anyways, um, but I would love this idea of making everything look exactly how it should, but then I would fail whenever it came to actually keeping it that way, right? My mom would be like, wow, this looks really good. And then like 20 minutes later, or the first time that I played it afterwards, it was completely different because I wouldn't keep up this flow, this organizational flow that I had going on, right? My mom would be really impressed with me. I'd be really impressed with me. I would love it every second of it. And then all of a sudden, boom, it was something different. I just couldn't keep up with the workflow. So every episode, I try to ask you a question to get you to think about a question. And some of the times the questions are something that you can ask yourself. And sometimes the questions are something I want you to ask somebody else. And this is a special episode where I want you to do both. I want you to ask yourself this question, but I also want you to take this question and ask somebody else who's doing the same thing. Okay. Are you ready? Here's the question. What is your workflow? What is your workflow? So for this for this podcast, what I want you to do is I want you to pick out something simple that you are doing, right? I want you to pick out something simple that you can do, that you can think with me as I'm talking, as you're listening to this, as you're thinking about what's going on. Maybe you're doing the dishes right now. Maybe you are um, driving to work. Whatever the thing that you're doing, homework, whatever the thing you're doing is, I want you to start, choose a thing. Again, dishes, cleaning your room, actual, uh, you know, a a conference call, whatever you're doing, working from home, working from your office, whatever it is, I want you to think of that thing and narrow it down to one specific task that you are doing. That way, as we go through some of these things, I want you to be able to think and draw back to that task because what I'm going to be talking about has worked for me on a lot of things. So if it can work for you on one thing, my guess is it'll be able to work for you in a lot of different areas of your life. So, Here's the question that I want you to ask. What is your workflow? What is your workflow? If you had to chart your time on a specific task, what would that look like? That is your workflow. The the time that you spend, the order that you do things in, those are the things that make up your workflow. And so I'm going to use something very simple like the dishes or, you know, getting ready to get out of the house before school. You know, everyone has to be all packed up, ready, lunches ready to go, backpacks, you know, masks, everything like that before you walk out of the house, right? So um, those are the kinds of things that I want you to think about. So think of the thing in your life. Maybe it's driving to work, uh, homework. Um, when you're just in a in a zone, you want to have some reading time right before bed. What is that? That your what is your workflow? That's what I want you to ask yourself. And we'll get to where I want you to ask this to somebody else as well. And we love social media. As as a culture, we love social media for a lot of different reasons. But one of the things that's been a huge trend now on social media is when we find a different workflow than we had for something that we do all the time, right? We see somebody do something, and then we're like, holy smokes, that changes everything. It changes everything because it's something that's so simple that I wasn't doing that if I just make this change, it'll make my life a little easier or it'll change the way that I do things. This is why we love Pinterest or TikTok. This is why we love our TED Talks or uh, the Netflix series Tidying Up with Marie Kondo, right? 
Marie Kondo comes up with this Netflix series where she's asking, does everything bring her joy? And then she's just simplifying her life. And we're all like, yes, that's what I want. I want my shirt folded 73 times so it looks good in the drawer because no one ever sees it in the drawer. Sorry, that's a rant. But the way that you fold things, the way that you do things, that is what we're going to be talking about here. That is your workflow. But one of my favorite ones that we saw and TikTok went crazy over is there was this video of this girl. She was doing something and it wasn't even about opening a pickle jar, but she had this pickle jar that she was opening up and she grabs a knife and stabs the pickle jar to release the pressure to make it super easy to open. Boom. Everybody's minds blew up because what a genius way to get the jar open. And then you can fight about, oh, well, then air can get in. It's not sealed anymore. Yeah, whatever, whatever. But it was a mind-blowing thing that you guys have probably seen something on TikTok. You've probably seen something on Facebook that's, that's just a quick hack that is something that you never even thought was fixable. You've always just assumed that this is how you had to do it, and boom, there it is. So I want you to think of that task or project as we go through some of these. I've got three thoughts for you. I've got three thoughts in order for you to be able to hack your workflow, okay? In order for you to be able to figure out your workflow and take those tasks, those projects, those objectives that you have every single day, and you should be thinking of them as a better way to learn. So I've got three simple ideas for you in order to address your workflow. And the first one is this, know what works. Know what works, know how it works. So I want you to think of the thing, maybe it's dishes or I'm going to use dishes in this in this category. Um I want you to think of the thing and know how it works. So for me whenever I do dishes, what I like to do is I completely start everyone does things different. And there's wrong ways to do it, and then there's my way to do it. Uh, (laughs) But everybody does things different. I just want you to figure out what your thing is. So I'm going to be using dishes here. How I like to do dishes is I like to start out with a completely clean sink and organize all of the dishes. Dishes have just been thrown in the sink. Dishes have, you know, when there's a whole bunch, not just when you're doing the one or two or whatever. But after a meal or maybe after a couple couple meals of snacking, you know, you've been on the run and just dishes kind of start piling up. Um, I like to empty, completely empty out the dish uh, or the the sink. Organize the dishes over uh, on on the right hand of this on the right hand of the sink, and uh, just put all the spoons. I typically put them in like a mason jar or a coffee mug or something like that. All of the silverware, so it's all together. And then as I continue to wash, uh, you fill up the sink. I wash everything. I always do the pans last because that's they're typically the most you know oily or schmutzy or whatever it is, um, and and those are that's what I end up doing. So if you ask me, hey Nate, how do you do the dishes? That's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to be able to put into words what it is, and that's the first thing that I want you to do in order to kind of work on this workflow. You have to know what you do. Do a time audit. Do. Uh, an inventory of what you actually do because I find a lot of people don't even know what they actually do, don't even know how they actually go through their work life. If you were going to ask me, how do you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? I'd be like, well, you put peanut butter and jelly on a on a piece of bread and there, you're done. But I want you to go through and not 
in this overanalyzing way, but go through and say, okay, no, 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 here's what I do. I get the peanut butter out. I get the jelly out, and it has to be strawberry jelly. Any other kind of jelly on a peanut butter sandwich is just, it's fake. It's not even real peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It has to be strawberry jelly. But as I go through this, this list, I can make out this list and say, okay, whether I tell you it or not, I know that this is what's going on. And this helps for a lot of reasons, okay? This helps for a lot of reasons. You have to know what works for you. There are things that work for you that don't work for me. There are things that work for me that don't work for you. And before we do anything, when we're talking about reforming some of these ideas, we have to know what works for us, all right? So I want you to think of it, if you were giving somebody a task, you couldn't demonstrate anything for them. Could you slide a piece of paper across and say, here's what I do? And you need to know how you can accomplish that task, okay? So thing number one, I want you pick out that thing and say, okay, what works for me? What is, what is, how am I getting this thing done right now? Then this is the fun part. Then what I want you to do is I want you to try something new. What I want you to do, so many times we get caught up in the exact same way that we've always done it and we never try anything new. Try something new. Take what you do and flip it or change it. Try doing it a different at a different time, in a different place, in a different outfit, whatever the thing is, but I want you to try something new. So you have your list of the way that you normally do things. Try something new. If you're making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and you, you normally do it all this way, you say, well, I can't make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich any way different. Yeah, you can. You can use wrong jelly. Try to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich left-handed. I dare you. Go, go home today. And go out, go right now and go get the peanut butter and jelly out to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and do everything left-handed, opposite-handed. It is going to feel so strange and weird, but what it's going to do is tell you, wow, these are the things that I do. If it's hard for you to know what works, do things differently and you're going to find out what doesn't work, okay? <laughs> you're going to find out all of those simple things that, that your brain just automatically shut off because it was in this routine you're going to find all of those things, okay? So try something new. So many of the tasks we perform at work or at home or at school are habits that we learned one way to do thing and we never tried another way. We never tried anything else. Again, taking us back to the pickle jar, right? Taking us back to social media. We see something different. We're like, holy smokes, I wonder if that would work. And the sense of awe comes over us. So when you have something that you have to do, I want you to sit there, and, and again, this is the way I work on things as well. I want you to sit there and try doing it different. And then the third thing, so you, first, you know what works for you. Know how you accomplish it. Second is try something new. And then the third thing I want you to do is refocus. I want you to start back over again. I want you, after you've done the task, after you, I want you to see what you've learned. I want you to be honest with yourself and assess what worked and what didn't work, what was easier and what wasn't easier, what, what you liked and what you didn't like, why you liked it, why you didn't like it. These are all things to continue to help you with your workflow, right? To continue to help you take going from point A to point B as we grow in our daily lives. And maybe that's growing in, in your schoolwork, and maybe that's growing as a parent, and maybe that's growing as a spouse, or maybe that's growing as a leader or a boss or a manager to get that promotion you want. We constantly always have to be learning and growing, learning and growing. But if we get caught up into, ooh, this is the what works for me, I want you to start doing things that 
maybe don't work for you and be able to assess, yeah, I tried that and this didn't work, but give it a fair shake. And that's why I'm talking about doing it with things like the dishes, doing it with things like uh, what you watch before you go to bed, your bedtime routine. Uh, brush your teeth with your left hand if you're right-handed, right? Uh, and this is why that whole, the, the concept of making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with your left hand, holy smokes, it's so difficult and you wonder why. How could something so simple be so difficult? It's because you're having to relearn what you're doing. The beautiful thing about relearning this kind of thing, doing something different, change something, trying something new, is then we get to reassess what works and what doesn't work. One of my favorite things is learning to learn. Oftentimes we forgot that we're supposed to be continually learning in our life, whether it's in our spiritual life or with our family or as a parent or as a spouse or, or as an employee. And we come in and we, we, clock, you know, we clock in, we put in our time, we do everything exactly the way that we've been told but we don't continue learning on what will make us better people. And the more that you can learn, the more you put learning as a priority in your life, the better person you will be. So after you try something new, I want you to refocus, reassess what works. Why can I do it? Did something I try, could something I, I do be improved? Could it be more analytical? Could it be more uh, advantageous for me to do it this way? And if you don't know me, if, if you're listening to this and you're like, who is this guy? I am not this engineer type of person who loves to sit back and analyze everything from night till, uh, from, you know, from morning till night. That's not me in the slightest. But what I do enjoy is I do enjoy challenging myself. I do enjoy those things in my life that make me better. Ever since I was a kid, I liked those things. I would change my room around. I'd change my office, my backpack. I really enjoyed it. Yet for somebody for me who likes this change, people still hate being forced to change. And I can only imagine someone who hates change, who likes the exact same thing in the exact same way in the exact same place at all times. When change comes into your life, holy smokes, that's got to drive you nuts. And if the only time that you're experiencing change in your life, it, your entire workflow is completely messed up, the only time that you have to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich left-handed is when your right hand falls off or if it's broken or in a cast and you can't do it. Now you take a frustrating situation of your right hand being broken and now you have to do everything with your left hand. You hate the change, but you also hate it because you don't like learning and you're not used to learning. I want you to do yourself a favor and learn to love learning again. Learn your ABCs backwards. Learn how to do dishes differently. Do something different just to say that you did. If we can continue to learn and assess what works and does, doesn't work, we will be better individuals. You, right here, listening to this right now, you're going to be better. It's going to be a better life for you. You're going to be more flexible. You're not going to be as rigid. You're going to be more open to new experiences. You're going to be more open to ways that your kids want to do things or your friends want to do things. And it's less about this is what works for me, but it's knowing what works for you, but being willing to do something else, being willing to try something else. So as you're going through this, this is the question that I wanted you to ask yourself. I wanted you to ask yourself, what is your workflow? But 
after you assess your workflow, I want you to go ask somebody else what their workflow is for the same thing that you just worked it on. Maybe it was dishes. Maybe it was peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Maybe it was getting the kids out in the morning. Maybe it was a meal plan or an exercise routine. What is their workflow? How do they do the thing that you're trying to do? And then learn from them. Try some of the things that they're doing and give it a fair shake. Reassess as to what's going on. Man, it's going to be super fun whenever we all continue to love learning. We send our kids to school so they can learn. And some of the, I, I was watching a, I was watching a YouTube video and a teacher was talking about how it's so fun to send, uh, it's so fun whenever kids ask, well, where am I ever going to use this in real life? And man, his answer was, his answer was gold. He said, a lot of times you're never going to use this in real life. However, the assignment isn't about what you're doing. It's about learning to learn. It's about learning to work in groups. It's about learning how to find answers. It's about learning your resources. It's about learning. And if we can figure that out, if we can address that fact and say, hey, I want to continue, even into my adult life, I want to continue loving to learn and learning how to learn. Oh, man, we're going to be so much so much better of a people, right? We're going to be so much more pleasant to be around. We're going to be so much more inquisitive about why things are going on. We're going to be able to talk with people about everything, even if it's making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Well, that's it for episode 12. Thanks so much for listening. And I dare you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich left-handed. Send me a picture of the result. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, thanks again so much. Man, it would mean the world to me if you would uh, if you would share this podcast with somebody. Like, subscribe, rate, leave a, leave a review. Uh, it means the world to me. Um, just to be able to help continue spreading this out. Hey, whatever you do today, make sure you do this. Make today great. See you next time.